Hey, it's Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything. Hey, you guys are listening to this podcast, which means you like podcasts, uh, as do I. I got into the podcast game because I love podcasts. So I wanted to let you guys know about another really great podcast that a friend of mine uh, hosts. It's called Stand By Your Band, or two friends of mine. It's hosted by Tom Takar and Tommy McNamara. And every week they have a guest come on and defend a band that a lot of people don't like. They've got great past episodes and uh, new ones coming out all the time. They had Patton Oswalt come on. Um, check them out. I was on it one time defending the amazing band Third Eye Blind. So um, you guys should check it out. So It's really great. You can tell her You can tell her anything She's a real This is Teresa Lee, and this is You Can Tell Me Anything, and I'm super excited because we have a really great guest who just moved to L.A., and very funny, cool person. Um, it's Charles Gould. Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> I'm blushing. That was a good intro. <laughs> thank you. I tried to keep it succinct. I feel like I usually go on too long in the beginning about what the podcast is about, but okay. uh, I imagine that once it comes out, people will have gotten the picture. And also, I think that, that's a, that you're allowed in podcasts to go too long. Yeah, but nobody likes that. I feel like everyone feels like you are supposed to do that and just like be like, well, what did I eat today? Mm, I had a sandwich. And it's like, nobody cares. Everyone fast forwards through that. Yeah. Or do Maybe you like other, that stuff? I think it depends on the host. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Like the kind of like really popular ones, it's kind of annoying. But uh, okay. I know. Well, do you know who I'm talking about? I don't want to, I don't want to, sure. you know, name uh-huh. names. But some of those ones I definitely fast forward through. But if it's like a host, I don't know, like some of the, this is going to sound pretentious, but. Some of the NPR ones, when oh, the yeah. hosts are kind of like talking and like talking about themselves, I like it. Yeah, someone who doesn't talk about themselves a lot is sort of pulling back the curtain. Exactly. But I think yes. comedians, we talk about ourselves so much, people are like, ugh, we get it. Well, especially the ones whose names we won't name. Well, yeah, yeah, yes. sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they do is talk about themselves. I like listening to my friends' podcasts just who don't live around me just to be like, what are they up to? And then I feel like I don't have to ask them. Right, because you know they're just going to talk. That's all they're going to talk about. That's what they're going to do. Yes. Yeah, they save their best material for their podcast. There. Yeah, well, that's what podcasts have become, just like catching up with friends who you don't talk to anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so sad. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, speaking of that's ta- the That's my vibe by the way that's your vibe i just bring everything sad. down no yeah and, uh, well i yeah i have seen your stand-up you're not i think you're not someone who brings people down but you talk about um anxiety and dealing with uh being sad but i don't think okay. you are a sad person that's actually related to the podcast because okay, i started this because uh therapy got pretty expensive and i was like well i still need to talk to people uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but then i feel like every time i talk to people it makes me feel better so the idea is like people tell me stuff that they want to get off their chest okay and then if sometimes if people listen to somebody being talking about stuff then they feel better i feel like going to therapy is like untangling a like tangled iphone cord or something okay so you're slowly untangling it but if you watch someone do it it's also very satisfying yeah no I, i'm i'm super into that metaphor right of okay. the untangling of untangling. the yeah yeah <laughs> well i like to start every podcast with a good confession okay uh, because confessions aren't always bad sometimes they're good, and sometimes you're proud of something, and you don't get to brag because it's looked down upon in the social media world. But I think you should brag. So, okay. is there something that you're proud of that you want to confess? Uh, just like immediately off the top of my head, I am I am happy that I moved to LA. I haven't like officially moved, moved. Okay. Because I lived in New York for nine years. Wow. And so I'm here now, planning on just kind of like going month to month. But uh-huh. it really, really feels like I'm going to stay here forever, and I'm not going to go back. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard to move. It was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. How long have you been thinking about moving and what made you finally make the decision? I think I started thinking about moving after I did Kimmel in last July. Mm-hmm. So July 2017. And then I was out here and for a weekend I was like, oh, I got to move here. Uh-huh. And then I was like, and then I came back in September and I definitely was like, I really, really want to stay here. Uh-huh. But then it took me all the way until February to come. Like what were you scared of moving to LA? Well, I wanted to come here for something right and so i was just kind of like sitting around waiting for that and it just felt like i could sit around and wait for it and it might become a reality in years but also it might never happen i think that's the fallacy a lot of people have that you have to move here after you get something but the thing about moving here is usually get something 
after you move here. Yes. Uh, I Well, I mean, like, it's good either way. If you get something and it forces you to move, that's fine. But I moved here for family reasons, but I remember telling people I was moving and everyone was like, congratulations, what'd you get? Yes. And I felt like I had to explain to everyone, like, nothing. I just want to <laughs> move to L.A. And uh, But then I did move here and then things picked up but i i mean who knows maybe they would have picked up in new york too it's hard to tell you know like you might be at a point in your career where things are happening anyways but i just think it's not like a if you move here with nothing the industry is still here so stuff will be happening no absolutely and everyone said congratulations to me too and they were like oh what are you moving out for (laughs) and i was i had to be like nothing and then just lie and be like i can't tell you yeah (laughs) it's a thing you'll find out yeah you'll see (laughs) But let's just say it's with a very high-profile celebrity. Well, that's very exciting. Congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. That's totally worth bragging about. Okay. Do you go to therapy? Do you have a journal? How do you like confess your thoughts that you yeah, have was, in your mind? I just started going to therapy two years ago. Okay. I, and so I was going to therapy for two years, and then I was obsessed with it, and then uh, I, it lost its luster for me toward, <laughs> <laughs> towards the, the end before I moved. The magic of therapy was gone. It was gone because I think I made all these amazing epiphanies for the first year. Uh-huh. And then the second year, it kind of like ended up me be kind of having the same conversation over and over again. Sure, they. I feel like sometimes therapists realize like, ooh, there's a there there's like a pressure point here, so I'll just keep bringing that up. And then after a while, you're like, I get it, my mom. Okay, let's right. move on. And they still want to keep talking about it. And, right. Yes. And over and over again. Yeah. And also, my therapist did this thing when we first started seeing each other, where he gave me kind of like homework. <laughs> he was like, okay, you're gonna do this before you come back next week. And uh, I did it, uh-huh. and it was the best thing I'd ever done. It kind of like changed my life. And I went back and I was like, this was amazing. I'm so glad you forced me to do it. So then he started kind of trying to get forced me to do things that I really, really wasn't ready to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it w- started to feel, I started to get anxious about going to oh, therapy no. because he was, I knew he was going to try to force me to do something. They're just figuring it out too. But what kind of homework? Just like saying things to yourself, like, like self motivating things or there like actual was that, action items? Actual action items. Where, like, confrontation stuff and yeah yeah yeah. and stuff with family and things and like and it was really helpful at first yeah because you know it's like something that you never knew you could do about yourself Mm -hmm. and it's also like a confirmation of stuff that maybe happened in your childhood that you are thinking wasn't as serious as you think it was right but then you get confirmation that it was so it feels like really really good Mm -hmm. but then you know you can only do that so much like, yeah, you can only have a reveal. Well, you know, I feel like I'm very addicted to moments like that of the like really long confessionals or just like confrontations. Yeah. But once you've had that conversation and things, well, things either change or they don't. But once you have it again, it's like, okay, I know how this ends. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. My therapist doesn't really give me homework, but she'll tell me to do like self-soothing, which I actually did. And that was uh, helpful. Just where you have to talk to yourself in third person. And it sounds crazy, but she was like, you got to talk to yourself like you're a child whenever you're feeling anxious. Like, Teresa, it's going to be okay. Don't worry. I know you're worried about this, but... And it works really well. I highly recommend it. Okay. So, wait. So, you're getting anxious about something? It's self-parenting. So, the idea is, I mean, for me, like, I didn't get a lot of what I needed in childhood from my parents. So, Mm. I didn't get, like, the feeling of safety from them, which is what kids need, right? To Uh, feel nourished and able to grow and explore. (laughs) Ah, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So, the idea is that I keep looking to outside sources for a feeling of safety. And you repeat that. uh, You repeat how you are with your parents uh, with people around you. So, like, in relationships, I'll do that, too. And so she was like, instead of looking to outside sources, every time you feel anxious or unsafe, you have to parent yourself. You have uh-huh. to be like, Teresa, it's going to be okay. Teresa, it's fine. And it sounds crazy, but talking in third person to yourself does work. Okay. It's like proven. Do you I have mean, to there's do like, like a baby voice? Yeah. And then I respond like, wah. <laughs> yeah. Dear, it's going to be okay. Then, change you know, your diaper. Change my diaper. <laughs> change my own diaper. I breastfeed myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> my therapist like tries to give me things to do if I start spiraling through like anxiety like if i uh which by the way no anxiety in la it's pretty incredible it will happen but okay okay just (laughs) (laughs) at some point but at some point right less it's much less than new york okay i mean only if you're like an anxious person it will just moods come and go okay i think la is not like a be-all end-all solution but it is easier here than it is in new york to deal with anxiety okay i'd like to check the box of anxious person for okay. myself. Can okay. I check that? Yeah, you could check it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to okay. be aware. So it's go- it's coming then. Don't no don't, <laughs> don't think about it that way. That's very. Ang- I'm but just that's saying, how I like, think about it. You got to just go with the flow because 
I, I'm just saying if you think of it like LA is going to solve all my problems and then one day you have a bad day, that will make that day worse because you'll be like, oh, the magic. It's like the idea of having the magic broken. Yeah. There's no magic. It's just dealing with life yeah. in a better way. Well, I'm lucky that I grew up here because so I know that LA is not going to solve any of my problems <laughs> because I grew up here and so I've seen so many people who LA did ruined. not ruined yes oh man and that's kind of why i moved to new york and was like i'll never move back to la was because it just really did not seem like things worked out for people out here my whole entire life that's like all i had seen <laughs> and that is, is really <laughs> sad but that probably happens everywhere though to be honest i mean i think people who make i mean it's people's lives are uh, based on their choices so it's not a place that if, uh, that place can lead you to worse choices for sure but I, I think it's still your choice. Right. I agree. And I definitely think that there are like unsatisfied, kind of like uncontent, uncon- non- discontent, uh, dis- thank you. <laughs> I don't know. Discontented people across the world. But for some reason in LA, it feels more magnified because I think the dreams here are bigger. Sure. And empty. And emptier. Yeah, yeah. More shallow probably. Yeah. And also you see, you can just walk outside your house and you can look up at like a $15 million house on a hill. Hmm. And you're just like, oh, like that, I'm literally one yes away from that. <laughs> and then you just like, you could spend your whole entire life and never get that yes. But that house on the hill will always be there. And you could always be like, that could be me. True. Which I feel like is not true anywhere else. I don't know. I feel like that that house is just a projection, right? There's other things. Like people want things that are priceless all the time. Like people look for love or like other, like acceptance, things like that, that could be the I don't know, like the intangible version of that house anywhere. Okay, don't bring your hippie shit into okay. this. Okay. <laughs> well, stay here in LA no, long yeah. enough and you'll become a hippie too. No, no, no. Oh. I think you're right. Well, right. The house is not the answer, right? But right. you don't know. You don't That's, know until you get it. You have to remind yourself. And then you get to you feel to sad. Say, I have to say, Charles, Charles, the yeah. house is not the answer. <laughs> I'm talking to myself in a baby are. tiger, okay, remember? Yeah, yes. <laughs> You're learning. Um, I read this study that, uh, this was from a few years ago, but uh, it's about secrets. And since this podcast is about secrets, that people having secrets actually feels like a real weight on them. They did the study at Tufts where um, they did did it in four parts. So the first part, they asked a person or they asked a group of people to recall like a meaningful secret. And then they had to estimate how they, how steep they thought a hill was. People who were thinking of secrets always estimated it much steeper. And then they did it a second time with uh, people who were calling a meaningful secret and then a trivial secret. And the meaningful secrets, people uh, perceived a distance as further, whereas like overall the trivial secrets were shorter. So the idea is that they're they're uh, putting more like stress on the secret. So if you if you're like oh on a good day if you have a lot of energy, I'm like. How, you know, could you run a mile? I'd be like, yeah, I got it. Right. But, uh, you know, if you're thinking about your secret, you'd be like, I don't know. I feel kind of tired. It feels like it'd be really hard. And then they did it with actual. So then they did it. There's four rounds. The third round was they asked people to estimate um, how much effort it would take to complete basic tasks, some physical, some non-physical, while thinking of the secret. And people with the secret um, all like sort of there was like a noticeable gap for the physical tasks being much harder, whereas there was like no difference in the non-physical tasks being harder and then the fourth one they asked people to um move around books and some of them were uh had a secret and some of them didn't and um and they just asked you to think of the secret before you did well so there's different tiers so this was a study at tufts i I think the first three were oh the third one so the third and fourth round got more specific the first two were just like think of a meaningful secret Uh think of a trivial one okay the third one was think about something a secret related to infidelity specifically oh whoa Nice. Yeah, and the fourth one was they asked people who were, uh, oh, they asked gay men to, half of them were like out of the closet, half of them weren't, and the ones who were out um, could move the books faster. Whoa. It's, a, it's such a strange, like, it's like, there's so many different factors. I was like, I don't know, but it was it's an interesting experiment because they sort of like tried it out with different types of secrets, different like meaningful ones, trivial ones, and also with people estimating tasks and then actually doing them. And all the time there was a gap between people who had these secrets and how hard they felt like physical tasks would be. Well, so this is a scientific study 
proving when it's a psychological study so it's you know it was in psychology today and was done at tufts but the idea is that secrets actually feel like a weight like a literal weight that's what i tried to tell you when i wanted to talk shit about somebody the other day (laughs) and you were like i I don't want to talk shit (laughs) (laughs) you were like i don't want to talk shit i don't want to put that but i said this is a secret for me you wanted to give me that weight so that i had to carry that's not true i didn't want to give i think when you talk shit you want to spread it around I didn't want to spread it around. I okay. Well, it's, but it's then, like that light as a feather, stiff as a board. Did you ever play that as a kid? No. What everyone puts. Uh, maybe it's a girl game, not to gender games. Uh, it's. <laughs> I feel, can I take that out? It was a game that I played with other girls at my school. No, I think not it. A girl I think game. it was. I think. You didn't. You all, didn't gender it. Our yeah, parents yeah. did, Our and parents society did. did. Society tells girls yes. to think about their weight very early on, and yes. so we played this game called light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yep. <laughs> wow, it's all coming together. But one person lies down flat on the ground, and then uh, everybody gets around, and we do this chant. Yes, and, then, f- you and then you your, try to lift them up. Yeah, you right, put yes. your like fingers under their uh, side, and everyone's around, and then you very like lightly lift them. But because everyone's doing it, it feels like they're floating. Okay. So, anyways, I brought that up <laughs> because you were talking about spreading uh, a shit talk around. So I feel like when you do that, it's like you don't have to carry that body by yourself. Everyone's carrying it, and it feels like. Yeah, but then so, but then so, then what's the answer? Just to keep it in, because I don't know, maybe to like, well, because then like if I never tell, but if I tell you my deepest darkest secret, right? Right. Then you have to carry that weight. You can tell me your deepest darkest secret, darkest secret, but I think specifically, I just didn't. It was like shit talk. You well, you. I think you were like, can I talk shit about someone? And I was like, I don't want to hear it because I know that when I hear bad stuff, it makes me feel bad things. But. I totally understand that. I love to, I used to love to talk shit when I was uh, growing up, and I think that's why I stopped doing it. I'm on a talk shit campaign. You are. I, I'm so, <laughs> I'm pro talking shit. I think that, I think that if you're talking shit with a person who you're close with and who you're right. friends with, um, because we're close friends. Yeah, we are. We are close friends. <laughs> um, if then it it can be healthy, and if the sure. person who you're talking shit, I understand you don't want to take on other people's like negativity. Yeah. But I do think that you, people shouldn't repress stuff, even if they feel like it's, even if it like brings them to a negative place. I think you have to, you're gonna eventually have to go to that place. Right. Well, enough about the president. Um, <laughs> um, no, I think you're right. I think it's good to tell things, and I think yeah. it was in that moment I was just like, no, but then it was fine. So I'm glad you. Told and then me. you let me talk shit about that person, yeah, and you I did. fucking ripped into them. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking ripped them so hard. You're making me sound like such a bad person right now. No, it, that, I'm telling you. This is my campaign. To talk more shit? You're not a bad person because you listen to someone talk shit or because you talked a little shit. Maybe. In fact, I think it's healthy. You know what my biggest fear is and what, why I don't like to talk shit is because I've been in situations where people have tried to bait me into talking shit and then tell, told that person what I said. That but happened it, to me too. But it starts like where they're like, oh, what do you think of this person? And then I'll be like, I don't know, they're fine. And then be like, well, here's what I think. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. And then I'll it will open up the floodgates. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I have this story. Right, right, right. And that yeah. person will go to person A and be like, oh, my God, Teresa said this. Yes. Bitch, you started it. That exact same thing happened to me. Yeah. And it was really bad because it was like jobs related. And <gasps> no. it was like, yes. And it was so bad. And I can't wait until the microphone's off to talk shit about the person who did, <laughs> <laughs> who did that to me. That, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm glad you teased that. It's very good. And now, <laughs> now I do want to hear something else you have. Like, is there anything else you have on your mind that you want to get off yeah, your chest? Yeah, the thing that, that I want to get off my chest. Yes. That, I've never that told anybody about this. talking shit. I'm so excited to hear it. But I'm worried that it's too trivial. Nothing's too trivial if it's important to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's important to me. It's not important. But it is something I've never told anybody. Okay. And it was like a big deal. Then I want to At the hear time. It. Okay. All right. Well, so, okay, when I was in fifth grade, okay. I was at a David Couch's birthday party in Culver City. Okay. And uh, we were in his garage, uh-huh. and we were playing Truth or Dare, and someone dared me to kiss. Can I say names on here? Uh, Is that if weird? You want to. Yeah. I, if you want. It's up to you. Well, I don't know this person. I just outed David Couch oh. as living in Culver City. I don't think it is. I feel like that's a thing people do in comedy all the time. They just say full names because it's funny to be like, and, you know, like my second grade crush, Jessica. Yes. Miss Garelli or whatever. And, Specificity. And, and they probably don't care. I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't care unless it was, well, I don't know what you're about to say. So if it's terrible, then I it's not just terrible. use your best judgment. Yeah, yeah. It's not we terrible. We can always blink out names. No, the names are good, though. Okay. They're important. You got to say the name. Yeah, names. and Couch is such a great name. That sounds like a fake name. It does sound like a fake name, but I swear it's real. Okay. David Couch. 
David, if you're listening, tweet tweet me. Tweet, yeah, tweet at us. <laughs> hey, David, what's up? Tweet at us. Uh, he actually did hit me up on Instagram uh, like three weeks ago for the first time since high school. Oh, because you're back in L.A. Well, that's not why. And he was like, remember my party? It was when I was in New York. I oh, think okay. he saw, saw me on in the big stick. Oh, yeah. But like my line I got, my lines got cut. Yeah, so, I saw you in the hospital scene. Yes, and I'm in the background, and I'm in the background for like five seconds, uh-huh. and it's unbelievable how many people have seen it and and <laughs> saw me, because I feel like it's you're in an Oscar nominated movie. I know that's amazing. I, know. <laughs> I just realized that. That's so it great. feels so cool. Yeah, and I'm in an Oscar nominated movie for three seconds. I'm all my lines got cut. I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be in an Oscar nominated movie and actually be in the movie uh wait what was i talking about you were, oh, david you were at david couch's birthday party right and we were in fifth grade and so we were playing truth or dare okay and uh someone dared me to kiss india donaldson uh-huh. who was my i was obsessed with her okay in fifth grade i had a huge crush on her and uh did the person who dared you know that yes everybody okay. knew okay <laughs> everybody so in the like, whole school knew. let's get charles to kiss his crush yes and so which making me think now that she had a crush on me too did she know oh she she must have then right Probably. Well, yeah. we ended up dating in sixth grade. Oh, okay. Which I think for like three days, <laughs> which I think in sixth grade was practically married. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, do you do for three days? You just hold hands and are dating. We didn't even on do the that. Quad. You, didn't, you just literally like, will you be my girlfriend? And then you're yes. just on the quad. And then we would, yes. And, and then it. I don't even think I ever talked to her. In, hi- <laughs> <laughs> in hindsight, if I could go back in time, I would go back in time and tell myself like, don't be so awkward all the time. <laughs> like, don't be so awkward. It's okay. Uh-huh. It's okay. You're but go I was back so f- to yesterday and tell yourself that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because now, like, if you embrace your awkwardness, you're not awkward anymore. True. Yeah. Maybe. So that's what I would have told myself. Okay. I would have been like, embrace your awkwardness. But don't you think that made you who you are now? Beans. Having the like going through awkward moments growing up makes the... you better equipped in the adult life to handle those. That's a good question. I I haven't figured that out yet. Okay. Because you know there are some people who are just awkward, mm-hmm. and then they are never not awkward. Mm-hmm. But then it, you don't let it cripple your interactions. Now I don't. Yeah. But I did. Right. Right. And that's what I would I would go back and tell myself: don't let your awkwardness cripple your interactions. Uh huh. Because I, you know, I could have had like a really long, meaningful middle school relationship. But I, no, you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does. Right. But I'm saying, if you didn't have those awkward interactions, you grow up less equipped to handle them. Once you get older. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like you know the bros are, and the the queen bees who got to get by in life just like getting everything they wanted i think have a harder time dealing with uh adversity as they get older because they're not used to it so as things get harder and like spots you know as they're rising up in the ranks of the workforce and they're not getting everything they want right they start throwing hissy fits yeah that guy from google who wrote a manifesto about how they're racist against white people yes and (laughs) just like stuff like that like if you're used to getting things you're like how am i not getting this but if you used to hand- handling bad situations and i think you just get better at it right yeah although i do think we still live in a world where the queen bees and the bros run everything like there is like a lot of instances where people are just fly through life and continue to fly through life until the day that they die maybe yeah that's probably true right and but maybe that's changing a little bit now but it does kind of seem like like i was because i grew up here and then the other day i was like on the train uh-huh. I was taking the subway, and uh, this dude is just laid out on like three seats on the subway, and he's he's like broy. He's like kind of like a broy douchebag. Uh-huh. He's like dressed like he's wearing like a like a what are those? It's not like plaid, like a checkered a flannel. Uh, a pl- well, I guess it is. Sucker? It is plaid, but it's not a not flannel. Oh, just plaid. He's like wearing <laughs> <laughs> a button up. He's wearing like a plaid button up, okay. right? over like a sweater and he's wearing these jeans and then he's wearing like those those like tan dress shoes that every bro is wearing now oh spare no not spares i don't know what they are yeah i don't Something know the company like either and he just has his foot out over three seats and i'm like who this guy's such a douchebag and then i looked <laughs> at him closer and he was a guy i went to high school with <laughs> oh, no. who was just like cool in high school and was never awkward or weird and he has just totally transitioned into regular life and is still a douchebag putting his oh. se- putting his feet over three seats so like no one can sit down anyway it was an interesting moment for me because i was kind of like this guy will never well who knows but he's still riding the train and he's you know he's not do it doesn't seem like i feel like he's like living this life where he feels like he has to take up space because 
he needs to prove something. Like if he's doing oh, that, interesting. you know what I mean? Like yeah. guys who do that are like, I need to be here. I deserve to be here. There's like some insecurity there. Entitlement. Maybe, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. Oh, you know what? Now I feel so much better about that. <laughs> um, so you were going to kiss India Yes, yeah, so I was going to kiss India Donaldson. Okay. And then we made a request that the people turn the lights off okay. before we kissed. Because, I don't know, we were really awkward. Because we want to get in the mood? Okay. Yeah, because we want to get in the mood. <laughs> and then they turned the lights off and it was so dark that I couldn't see anything. <laughs> so what I, all we ended up doing was just kind of like headbutting each other. Oh <laughs> like hitting each other you in the face. You never kissed a girl before. I yeah. had never, we, no, no one. I mean, this was fifth grade, so okay. it, no one really had right. kissed anybody yet. And it was everyone just in a circle and you were yes. like crawled to the middle and we're like, we're going to kiss? Yes. Okay. And we like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. Yes. We like crawled on all, our all fours, <laughs> like up to each other. Uh-huh. And then we were face to face, just like looking at each other, anticipating the moment. And then the lights went off and then we moved in for the kiss. Totally missed. Kind of like, I think my <laughs> nose like hit her eye. Oh no. Yeah. And, but we still made this sound. Like I still went mwah. Uh-huh. And I think she went mwah too. So it sounded like we kissed. Right. And then they turned the lights on and then they were like, did you guys kiss? And India was going to say no. And then I cut her off and I was like, yes, because I just didn't want to go through it again. Right. Because it was too much anxiety for me at the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. And uh, I said yes. And then everyone was like, oh. <laughs> and so everyone had thought that I had had my first kiss in fifth grade, which at the time was made me super cool. So yeah, you were like the big shot i was a big shot on campus uh-huh. because i had had a first kiss and like a lot of people hadn't had their first kiss yet and i was always like oh that guy had his first kiss in fifth grade so even it kind of like even carried over into sixth grade oh wow when people still did hadn't had their first kiss and i was still like the people would still be like asking me for advice and like oh what was it like <laughs> and then that carried over into seventh grade uh-huh. and then into eighth grade and i still i but you still hadn't had your first I kiss. I still hadn't had my first kiss. But you dated her and you still didn't kiss no, her? No, we didn't kiss. You didn't no. kiss her on the cheek? No. How did you ask her out? How did that happen? I think if I remember right, there was like a fifth grade luncheon. There was like a dance or something like that. Okay. It was either in fifth or sixth grade. There was a dance and I asked her to go to the dance. And then you were just dating. And then we were just dating. Yes. And things were so much easier back then. I know. Like that's how it was in the 50s too, I feel like. Yeah, you're just like, do you want to go with me? And yes. like, yeah, okay. Great, now we are together. And then you're married. And that's it. And you have like two kids. And... Well, and then you pin each other. The pin is like when it gets serious. I oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I know because I was in Bye Bye Birdie. Oh, there you there's go. There's a song about that. <laughs> about the pin? Yeah, about pinning. Oh, he, that's like, kinda... pins her. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if that's should... what that Lion King quote is about. Pinja. Do you think that that's... Um... But that maybe that's like, my producer's <laughs> laughing. Um, do you think that pin is like, uh, uh, means something else? Oh wait, you mean like they're fucking? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like, like once you pin them, it's like, well, now she's giving me her pussy like that. Yes, like pinning like <sighs> maybe. was like code. I don't know. And like bye bye birdie. Maybe bye bye birdie is really just about high school. Well, kids they used to sex. actually give pins or ring like the class ring or the pins. But you might be right. It may have been connected. It may have been like, oh, he pinned us. So yeah. You got to give it up. Right. But I don't know. It's so different because now I feel like people have sex first and then they're like. I still don't know. And then you like do that for five months. Yes. And then you're like, so what is it? And then you're like, <laughs> I guess I don't like you. It's like, great. Well, we just fucked for five months. So. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa letting a little bit of her personal life in. No. <laughs> I'm just podcast. saying the, li- <laughs> the, the way oh. that the world is now. So I don't know. In the 50s, it felt like it was this time when it was like, do you want to go out? And then you go drink soda for five months. And yes. then you're like, well, what do you think? And then you pin each other. Right. But which one's better, do you think? I think not, neither is better. I think as long as people are open and honest, it's fine. Okay. There's probably miscommunication on both, in both situations. I would say there's more miscommunication in the first one. In the oh, the modern day. No, in the in, in like the, the early days. In the when you pin. Right, because you're like so, and then you're like deciding for so long. But I feel like I, it's do you really have a decision though? That's that's why I think it's like not good. Mis- that's why I think there's no communication. You don't feel like there's an initial period of dating when even though you like each other, like two people can be attracted to each other but not know each other well. So you can be like, okay, let's date. But you don't think there's an initial period of like still deciding. Sometimes it's like you're attracted, but you're like, I don't know you, right? Right. So it's like you need to like spend time with each other to know. 
And I, I think sex complicates things. So in modern, I mean, sex is great. So it's fine that people have sex early, but I think it can complicate things because if the sex is good, but you don't know that person well, you could get to know them and realize you don't like them. Right. But still want to have sex. So that's when it gets into that weird. But like you can also, I've like had really good sex with people and convinced myself I like them. Right. So that's what Their I'm saying. Personalities. It can, can confuse things is yes. what I'm saying. Even though I realized later that I, that I did not like them at all. <laughs> oh man like i did not enjoy spending At time all. with them yeah outside you, of you just having sex with them right yes but then i think it in the past it's all the opposite can happen where you're waiting so long that you convince yourself you really like that person because you've like invested so much time in them and then you're like well now i have to see this through so uh. it still comes down to this like that's why i think the benefit of having sex when you want is that it doesn't become this thing that you're like conquering uh-huh. is just there right but then it can complicate things if you realize you don't like each other so right. i think in both situations there's pros and cons okay interesting okay i right. just like if i look at my grandparents i don't think that they were happy in their <laughs> in, in their marriages and their relationships and that they kind of like were from the pin oh yeah well from my, the pin generation. my grandpa only ever dated my grandma right they got married and right i think he loved her i mean they fought sure but you know yeah. together until the day he died so. yeah well, no my grandparents hate each other yeah but yeah. who doesn't hate someone they love you at some point in their life i feel like you don't hate anybody i hate so many people that's so <laughs> wrong <laughs> do you want to talk shit wait Let i want to hear more of the, wait, oh okay, right so, Indian you, so you had your fir- so you you had your first kiss in eighth grade you said so i ended up in the summer of eighth grade okay so the summer before i went to high school which is you know mm-hmm. that's loserville <laughs> if you haven't had your first kiss before well, going to high school speak for yourself i didn't have my first kiss till my sophomore year of high school oh really mm-hmm. maybe but i was a late bloomer i didn't start having sex till i almost i was out of college pretty much R- really mm-hmm. well i was like senior year last month or something no That's... it was like february march ish springish oh wow spring of senior year yeah, bro yeah, yeah. yeah that's when i lost my virgin that sounds like a like a <laughs> blink 82 song Kind of. No? Oh, oh yeah. The, I fell in love with a girl. I never <laughs> it was spring of senior year. <laughs> spring of senior year. I fucked her. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you had your first kiss in eighth grade. Yeah, so then I ended what up was, having... So it how was did that like happen? A, it was at like this sleepaway camp. Okay. It's funny because I have a whole joke about it now. And it's because I went to the sleepaway camp uh, and uh, I decided that I was going to tell everyone I was, I was Italian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and not Jewish. Uh-huh. Because... It could be both. Yeah, I guess you could be, but <laughs> and, and this guy was not. Okay. Yeah, because then I there was I went through a phase where I was like really, really not into being Jewish. Okay. So I went to the sleepaway camp and I was like, oh, I'm gonna reinvent myself as like this cool Italian were, guy. Were people like mean about it, or you just were like, I want to explore a new identity? People were a little. I think it was a combination of both. I think my friends were kind of mean about it, and also it's this really weird thing where in LA, like, there's. Like, growing up in Santa Monica, like, people used to be, like, there used to be the people who were who were from Santa Monica, and her mm-hmm. whole entire family would be from Santa Monica, and then there were these people that we, that I've heard, like, I had been referred to, my parents had been referred to as mm-hmm. New York showbiz people. Okay. So they'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, we've lived in Santa Monica our whole lives, and now there's all these New York showbiz people moving in, <laughs> which, you know, it's kind of code word, I think, for Jew. Oh, that's mean. Yeah. I mean, it's not, like, overt, but it's a little subtle. That's worse, yeah. I feel like yeah. when you're like, I know what you mean. Yes, that's yeah. That's annoying. Yeah, I definitely went through a phase around freshman year of high school where I, like, didn't want to be Asian. Right. The problem is you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yes. Me, I can I can just be like, you oh, no, pretend. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I dyed my hair blonde, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I told everyone I was Italian and not Jewish, and then I was having the time of my life. Uh-huh. And I had my first kiss, and it was at the sleepaway camp, and uh, it was great. And Did you then, ever tell her that you're not Italian? Yeah. Yes. Well, so in the joke, I'd say that we would. It was, there was like a campfire, mm-hmm. and then there was one night where they threw all the all these logs on the fire, uh-huh. and the logs landed in the shape of the Star of David, uh-huh. and they started burning. And oh I was watching like the Star of David burn in a fire, Jeez. and I thought that God was telling me to tell people I was Jewish. Oh my God! <laughs> like I thought He was like punishing me and like sending me this sign. Oh my God! So then the That's next so day, so much anxiety. For it's, a young kid. Oh, it's insane. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but that's kind of normal, I think, right? 
to think that God is telling burning (laughs) (laughs) burning the star of David in a fire. Yeah, because you're you just wanted to have a kiss, and I don't know. Yeah, it's a. uh, I guess kids always like imagine they're like doing something. I don't think all kids. I did it too, but I think it's well. We've talked about we've talked about this. We know why. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. So, and then I told everyone the next day that I was half Jewish. And then did you date this girl? We hung out for the rest of camp, yeah. Oh, well, that's And nice. then I think we had another kiss. And I think it was her first kiss, too. That's cute. Yeah. Because our tongues just sat on top of each other. <laughs> like like when it was my first, like, French kiss, uh-huh. too. But you didn't know how to do it. So I didn't know how to do it. So we just stuck our tongues in each other's mouth, and then we just sat oh, no. there on top oh, of no. each other, like, with our tongues, just, like, <laughs> resting there for, like, five seconds. Was it enjoyable? Or was it just like, this is weird? It was weird. I yeah. actually, I remember I did have my first kiss, but it wasn't a, like a French kiss uh, at camp too in seventh grade. But it was like, this guy kissed me like a peck. Wait, seventh grade? Yeah. So I forgot about that. So oh, I did what? That. So I did have that, but it was okay. like at camp. So I didn't count. His name was Tucker. What do you mean camp's like the only thing that counts? I but it was like. like, I never talked to him. He like gave me, uh, the, like, you know, we liked each other and we danced t- together at this dance. And yeah. then, you know, camp people, it's like. It feel, it's like you're like, oh, you're together, but you're not. There's right. Nothing's yes. happening. Yeah. And I would like walk away and like flip my hair and look back at him. Like shit like that. <laughs> Just yeah. things that I thought you're supposed to do uh, from movies. And the last day of camp, he was like, hey, come here. Uh, and like pulled me aside and gave me a lip gloss and like gave me a peck. Oh, and then whoa. ran away. And then ran away. Yeah. <laughs> and then I never saw him again. <laughs> You've never seen him again or heard from him or No, anything. this was before like social media. I think right. he had AIM and we like maybe talked on AIM for a little bit. He's from Texas. So I never really like caught up with him. Well, here's the thing. I know Tucker what? really well. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker's here right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tucker, oh my come God, on out. Tucker. <laughs> hey, Ter- what if it was really awkward? Hey, no, Ter- up, <laughs> <laughs> he works in um, Silicon Valley now. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a th- place that Tucker would work. Yes. I mean, he's got it, right? Right. Or finance. Yeah, yeah. probably both. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think he had a horse or something. What's like the douchiest job? You, you could do this finance Finan- yeah, and, and, and marketing and advertising mm-hmm. in Silicon Valley. Uh, it's like a startup, bro. A startup. Like, I got an app, yeah. yeah or I'm yeah, an yeah. investor or something. And then does all the brilliant yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, he was a nice guy. I don't think he's. I don't know anything about him. Uh, really. There goes Teresa again. <laughs> not talking shit about Tucker, not... or even won't even talk shit about Tuckers. Tucker. Or anyone named Tucker. Uh, uh, Tucker's. A, I'm. You know, I know some nice Tuckers. I'm sure. Wasn't there like a book called Tuck? Tuck Everlasting. Yeah. That was, a, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good book. Yeah, it was a sweet book. No, I know a guy named Tucker. He's actually really nice. Yeah. yeah I think like he overcompensates. Nice oh, for being named Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm Tucker. And then he's like, you you look great, though. You're doing great, man. <laughs> Never met an Asian Tucker. No, neither have I. This guy was very white. Yeah, it just yes. sounds like a bro name. Yeah. It's funny. Okay, so you had your first kiss. Did your pe- friends at school ever find out that you... Never. So you just were, like lived the lie for the rest of your life? I lived the lie for the rest of my life, and I never told anybody. And I was always known as the guy who had his, who had the first kiss first. So, wow. Yeah. So you were like uh, the Don Juan of middle <laughs> school, and it was all a sham. It was built on a... You were like in American Beauty when Mina Safari pretended she had sex all the yes, time. Yes. She I, was a virgin. Right. No, yes. And it was all a sham. And it was all a lie. And I was giving people advice and stuff like that and talking on about kissing. how cool it was to what kiss. Was this, what kind of advice did you give people on kissing? I, I don't remember. But oh I... <laughs> not like advice, really, but I think when me and my friends would be hanging out, I'd, I'd like tell the story. About I'd be like, oh, it's cool. Like, yeah. Did the story change? Were you like, yeah, we used tongue? Like, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I probably was such a bad liar back then. That's so funny. I mean, yeah. I think that's very relatable. A lot of people get into here about like the, your first kiss and dating and things like that. And uh, and you kind of like will lean into a lie a little bit. Yes. No, uh, you, and then you get scared and then you're like freaked out that you're going to get caught. You yeah. Start to, and then you but there's no way people can't find out. But then did she, was India okay with it? I feel like that's okay. If both parties are okay with it. If she, if you were going around saying like, yeah, I kissed her and she was like being slut shamed, then that would be a problem. Oh, I don't think she was. She I, was like ha- fine with it. I have never talked to her about it. Oh, really? <laughs> what if she was just like, I can't believe Charles told people I kissed. <laughs> what if like years from now she's like, <laughs> comes up to me and she's like, there's something I need to tell you. You ruined my life. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but we're cool now. Yeah, it's like a young enough story that it's like, oh, that's cute. That's funny. I would wonder what we, sh- what we should call her and see if she even remembers that. <laughs> I w- that would be fun if we could do that. The only problem is I don't have her phone number anymore. Oh, that's okay. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll retroactively get her thoughts on this. 
Okay. Wait, really? I don't Do you know. want me to That'd like? Be cool. Yeah. <laughs> that would be why cool. not? Well, there was one time I did this podcast about the first fight I ever got into, mm-hmm. and it was with this kid, Chris Harold, and we got into a fight on the basketball court, and I told him that I was doing this podcast okay. where we were gonna talk about our fight, and I yeah. asked him if he wanted to call in. He never responded. Oh. Never responded to my <laughs> Facebook. He just was still mad at you. I think he was still mad at me. Yeah. Wow. I was probably a dick. That was probably my fault. <laughs> Can I confess about that, actually? Sure. Yeah, I think I punched Chris Harold in the face, and I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in, that was when I was also in How fifth, old are you? fourth grade, maybe, uh, I think. Yeah. Chris Harold, are you listening? Charles is very sorry. I'm apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> but then this is probably another thing where he doesn't even remember it either. Like, he doesn't care. But be, I think you remember stuff that happens in elementary school. Forever. Very vividly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember, like, uh, this one of... There were, like, popular girls at my school that were always, like, showing their boobs, and one of them, like... All the she got in trouble because she brought all the boys in the bathroom and like flashed them all. Whoa! Yeah, and I like still remember that because it was yeah. like kind of a sexy story, you know. Yeah. And the middle school kid, you're like a little bit like, and I was like repressing liking girls. I think. Yeah. So I was just like, whoa, she showed her boobs. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I still remember that, but I don't like it. Wasn't a big deal. It just was a thing that happened. Well, well, that sounds a, like it was, was kind of a big deal. Girl. Oh, it was another boob story, but this was when I was older. I think eighth grade. I went to a party. And I think they were playing Truth or Dare, too. But then one of the girls uh, just, like, <laughs> this sounds so terrible now when I think about it. She just, like, had all the guys uh, get in a circle around her, and she just, like, took off her shirt. And yeah. just, like, they just all felt her up. That happened. But she, like, was into it, and they all called her milkmaid. And now I feel like she probably had problems at home, and now I feel sad telling that story. Well, that happened. There was a girl in my middle school who used to do that, too. But she was, like, so hot, and everyone loved her, and she was, like, very nice. Really? But well, also maybe but, sad. Yeah. Well, or, or she just got boobs. Also, there's a sweet spot right but before you are ashamed of boobs. If you grow boobs early as a girl, which I never had because I still don't have them. I'm still waiting. Crossing my fingers. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if you get boobs too young but you're not ashamed of it and people around you are nice about it, there's like it's sort of fun. And I feel like some girls have that sweet spot where you're like i got boobs and everyone's respectful so i'm gonna play with them because they're fun i think every straight guy probably remembers the first girl who got boobs at their middle school right yes but then there's then it kind of transitioned into the guys develop and then they get gross and weird and then the girls feel ashamed about it but like there's a sweet spot before the guys fully develop and they're not like gross yet and they're just like oh yeah boobs cool and then she's like yeah i got boobs it's cool and then also they probably start to get weird attention from way older right and then once that starts to happen they start hating it i think yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so shitty boobs are so great we should just stop giving people shit for them right i'm on i'm on your team there Well, I really enjoy that story, and I think okay. uh, I'm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, is there anything else you want to add about that? Uh, it just, yeah, no. Okay, the truth is yeah. out there. The truth is you, out there now, know. and um, it actually feels good. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't have know. to live this lie that I was the guy who, the cool guy who made out the girl in fifth grade. But you still eighth grade is not that late. Summer of eighth grade. So it's kind of technically high school. Was your high school very developed? Like everyone was super, super, super developed. Did people at your high were people at your high school having sex? Yes. Oh wow. No, people in my middle school had sex. What? Yes. Insane. My friend Taylor had sex in eighth grade. That maybe he was lying about it. Ooh. (laughs) I don't. I don't think he was lying about it. Okay. Because he totally. Because she got pregnant. Because she got (laughs) yeah. She had. They have a kid now. Oh no. Yeah, the kid's like (laughs) forty. Because they were in eighth grade. Uh huh. Yeah. I yeah. I my high school was pretty prude. I think people were having sex, but not a lot. But you grew up in the Bay, right? Yeah. People weren't like having sex. Well, I think I went to a Catholic school for one year, and people were definitely having sex there. Yeah. And then I went to a pri- public school, and people were pretty good. Like some people were. It wasn't like a shaming thing, but it right. definitely wasn't everyone. Are you right? And were people? You're religious, or you're not religious? I'm you were not, raised religious. No, I just went to uh, Catholic school because it was a better school academically. Right. Okay. okay. And then we moved. And then you moved. Mm-hmm. And then you had to. And then you started going to the public school, and Which where was everyone was like, too. right, and everyone yeah. was like, caring about their grades. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people like made out and stuff. I, I think I did stuff. I like mostly would just like make out at parties. Nice. I think I gave my first blowjob in like senior year of high school. So it was oh, really? pretty late. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't like. I didn't have a boyfriend in high school, so I th- maybe if I did, I would have experimented more. Well, when was the first time you hooked up with a girl? Uh, not till college. Not till college, okay. Yeah, like senior year of college. Yeah, that's how it was for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
not a, a guy. Got it. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Do you want to play a game? Yeah, let's play a game. This is a game called What Are These YouTubers About to Confess? Okay. And <laughs> I, I have here a video in the studio, but for those listening, there's audio. And I'll pause it before they make the confession. I'll okay. ask you a multiple choice question and you just have to guess. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Yes. Here's the first one. I have a confession. Oh, sh- no. She looks so serious. Okay, so. Wait, what, is that it? Well, this is the first part. Okay. I'm going to ask you the question. What does Sarah want to make? Uh, oh, what confession does Sarah want to make about something she did in middle school? So that's a clue. Uh, a, she told her English teacher that he was bad at poetry and it made him cry. Uh-huh. B, she told her classmate that his hair was so greasy it could provide oil for an entire village. Okay, that's a C, good That's a good zing. C, she told a sophomore in high school that she wanted to marry him and he made fun of her on Tumblr. Oh, no. Or okay. D, she told her dog she thought he was fat and he ran away then came back after summer with a hot revenge bod. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Um, well, can I ask you a question about Sarah? Sure. Is she uh, funny? Like, is she? would she consider herself a comedian? Is she funny? I will say I don't know her, so I'm okay. not sure. <laughs> because she's so, she looks so serious, right? Yeah. That it's possible that this is all part of the bit? Could be. I'm going to go with the sophomore Tumblr thing. Okay, your answer is C. Let's yeah. watch the clip. In middle school, I told this one kid his hair was so greasy no! that he could provide oil for the whole village for a month. Who says that? No. You're incorrect. The answer oh, no. is B. Oh no! And I—that's the only that like the thing I commented on when you were giving the yeah. multiple choice. I was afraid it would be too obvious because it was so specific. Well, but the re- dog revenge bot is pretty specific too. Yeah, well, yeah. that one's clearly a joke, but yes. But you uh, never know. <laughs> that's why I asked if she was a comedian. Which one? Also, I can't tell if she's genuinely sad about it. It seems she, like she's kind of happy that she said that. She, yeah. I th- well, then she goes on to show her us her greasy hair and talk about her greasy hair. Oh, that's brave. So, very brave, I know. Are you ready for the next one? Yes. Okay. I don't like this guy. Okay, here's a... Uh, Wait, this guy, guy is a YouTuber? This guy he looks like he's like 48 years old. Callum's Corner. Hey, don't age discriminate. Oh, am I being mean? Old people I'm not age discri- I'm not saying that it's a problem. It just <laughs> seems weird that he would have a following on YouTube. He may not be that popular. He only this video only has three, 33,000 like uh Yeah, but views. he has he has thir- 137,000 subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, here we go. Hey up and welcome to Oh, Corner. he's not a man. Right, do it fast like peeling off a band-aid. I've got a confession to make, something that I'm really not very proud of. Um, I'm hoping by owning up to it and making the change, it will, it will improve stuff for me. Oh. Okay, so is, oh. what is Callum's corner ashamed of that he wants to confess? Right. A, that he's faking his accent. <laughs> B, that he is a smoker. Okay. C, that he has a DUI. Or D, that he can't turn left. <laughs> Like he can't turn left on the on the runway. <laughs> is that what it is? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> What's your guess? Um, well, I don't think it's A, and I don't think it's turn left. So that leaves me with smoker and DUI. Mm-hmm. And he seems very sincere. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, well, can I be mean or no? You can be mean. Okay. Sure. He put it out there. I mean, it, uh, it's on the internet. It seems kind of like false sincerity a little bit. Okay. I'm going to go with DUI. DUI? Okay, yeah. let's see the answer. I gotta skip four because he talks a lot. <laughs> of course he does. Here we go. From the ages of 18 to 22, um, and then I gave up, and it's all that. Oh, oh no, um, it's cigarettes. Now, I used to be a smoker from the ages of 18 to yeah. 22. Why is that a shameful um, confession? Up, and it's one of the hardest things I did, ever did, basically. Um, and stupidly, I went and had a cigarette. This is, oh, he had a cigarette after he quit? So, yeah, he, he had quit? a cigarette after he quit. There's yeah he talks about it for a while we don't need to hear it. But that's <laughs> what why is that shameful a and b like why does that have to be such a big deal? Uh, he talks about how he quit smoking for a long time and then what was recently at a uh, bar outside and was offered a cigarette and smoked it and so that's his confession. Is that shameful? For him, he thinks it's gross. If you okay. want the full video, you can watch Callum's Corner. <laughs> Wait, and can I just point out that he has one on the side here? What? I'm oh. not N O T capital oh, no. gay. I didn't vet these uh, other videos. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't have other to vet videos. them. But um, I'm just saying. Yeah, he could be a total alt-right guy. Hopefully not. I just got a weird I vibe should've... from him from the beginning. And uh, and uh, I don't know. Who knows what that video I mean, maybe that video is <laughs> really actually pro. I think that it may be clickbait. But Okay. Knows? Okay. Here's the final one. So okay. you have zero correct. Let's see if you can, <laughs> let's see if you can right, get I'm gonna, this I need, one I'm right. going to get this one. Okay. okay. This one. i got to start here. Okay. Here's the final one. 
going back to school has made me realize one thing I didn't know about myself that I always thought I was really good at not doing. Oh, interesting. Okay. What did okay. Catrific recently learn about herself that she needs to confess? A, that she's a grammar police. <laughs> B, that she's a neat freak. Mm -hmm. C, she's a procrastinator. Or D, she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what's your answer? Okay, no, I, I, I actually am... I really want to get this right because I don't want to go over three. Okay. So I got to think. I, can I talk this out? Yeah. You can t okay. Tell so me it's about process. it's about going back to school. She so, discovered this while going back to school. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be something about kind of like going back to school, which could be grammar or uh, procrastination. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you know the answers? I know the answers. Okay. I wrote these. Right. She, I like her the most, by the way, out of all the three that we've watched three. so far. Okay. Because she's not taking it so seriously. <laughs> right? She's a little lighter. I just sift through so many shitty videos. Yeah, I know. To find these. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, What's your answer? A, I'm she's a grammar police. B, she's a neat freak. C, she's a procrastinator. Or D, she's a fucking bitch. I'm going to say, oh, shit. Do you want a hint? Yeah. Can you get, is that a lot? Okay. Well, actually, I don't know what I would hint you at. I could eliminate i could tell you what answer one answer that's wrong well okay but it can't be she's a fucking <laughs> bitch <laughs> no. any other one besides that one okay it's yeah. not it's not b what's b again she's a neat freak. oh fuck that was i was gonna go with that one okay so i'm I so just, bad I my instincts you. at this game are so bad okay so now you you're down to two possible answers okay. it's either she's a grammar police or she's a procrastinator i'm gonna go with c procrastinator let's watch it oh no here we go I'm a procrastinator. Yeah. yeah. I always thought that I wasn't a procrastinator because oh, yeah. I'm really good at getting things done and being productive. And when I want to do something, I do it. But that's the key. When I <laughs> You're correct. I did you it. Got one out of three. That's pretty That's good. the best out of anyone who's done the podcast so far, right? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you're the only one who's taken this particular quiz. So you've oh, okay. done the best out of anyone who's ever taken it. See, so, I, I knew it. Great job. Thank you. Very good. Pretty Wait, she good. also has a video on the side here about coming out. <laughs> What's up with that? Oh, I don't know. We can watch it when the pod's over. Okay. I guess there must be certain video titles that just get clicks. like. Or maybe they're ones that pop up for like, you. I've got a confession. I am gay. Right. I am quitting. Why I'm breaking up. Like those certain. You know, okay, they get the clicks. I think they Yeah, do. you got to go for the clicks. Well, uh, you got one out of three. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, and thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. How can people find you and follow your comedy? Uh, I have a website, charlesgouldcomedy.com. That's G-O-U-L-D? Yes. And Charles is spelled the regular way? Yes. And okay. then my Instagram, charlesgould1. Okay. and uh, All spelled the same. And uh, Charles is in LA now, so if you're listening in LA and you run a show, you should book him. He's very funny. Thank you, Teresa. Um, and thanks for having, or thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> thanks for having me host. <laughs> okay, okay bye. Next time, actually, I, I kind of want to get someone else. Is that okay? Oh, okay. Fine. To host. Yeah, fine. <laughs> oh, no. I see. I'm so self-conscious about being mean now. You just want to talk shit about me this whole time. Yeah. I yeah. want to, <laughs> I want to talk shit about you <sighs> on your podcast. Can we make that happen? Mm, sure. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>